Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today we begin a new series, a new journey, if you will, called Codes for a Healthy Earth, Cultivating Peace with All Life. We will interview several global leaders to discuss personal, cultural, and planetary health and how that health creates peace. The urgent and complex global challenges we face will not be resolved from within the same systems that created them. Today, people of all cultures and ages are rising up around the world to demand a fundamental transformation of how we organize ourselves as a species. Hundreds of millions of people and millions of groups are working on countless regenerative and compassionate solutions. Throughout this vast and diverse global movement, there is a growing recognition that we already have the knowledge, skills, ideas, technology, and resources, as well as the wise service-based leadership to effectively address all of our escalating crises. Our primary challenge is to align and organize effectively for whole systems healing and transformation. Now I want to pause and say that again. Our primary challenge is to align and organize effectively for whole systems healing and transformation. To ensure an optimal integration of our global abundance of wisdom and solutions, it is essential that we, the people, reclaim our individual and collective authority and responsibility to align ourselves and our social systems with the principles of life and evolving human consciousness. So, listen carefully here. I'm almost ready to introduce our guest, but I want to drop in one more thing. In light of this recognition, we, citizens of Earth, are uniting around a whole systems healing framework that effectively supports citizen-led self-organization at the local and global levels to realize our shared needs and aspirations for a healthy Earth. Hmm, breathe into that. Sound intriguing? I invite you to open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Dr. Shelley Ostroff is an author, activist, artist, leadership consultant, and social entrepreneur focused on initiating and supporting whole systems healing processes on a global level. She is the founder of Together in Creation and Seven Days of Rest. They are platforms and initiatives dedicated to the healing and replenishment of the planet and all its inhabitants. And now she is one of the midwives bringing forward these codes for a healthy earth. Welcome, Shelley. Thank you, Julie. 
Mm. Oh, Shelly, what I just read was the preamble of the codes for a healthy earth. And it's such a powerful and significant statement. And I have to be really honest in this moment in saying that it felt like a huge, unprecedented moment and an incredible honor to read that out loud for the first time publicly and and on this show. So thank you for giving me this beautiful opportunity. Wow, how did it feel to hear that read out loud? <laughs> um very beautiful. It's uh, It's been such a pleasure and an honor to work with you uh, through this process, Julie, and feel your recognition of the codes and your mobilization around them uh, and your, um, you know, your absolute intention to support the bringing them out into the world. So it's, it's just such, such an honor and pleasure to be here with you again in this context. Mm, thank you, Shelley. Well, Wow. It's like, how do you begin a conversation that is so global and yet so personal? Like you mentioned, I feel so um, invested in the expression of these codes in the world. I feel really the embodied place of wholeness. The one thing that I find, let's just start here. The one thing that I find most inspiring with the Codes for Healthy Earth is how fully integrated and aligned the guiding principles are with wholeness and with whole systems health. The codes really cultivate an inherent relationship with the foundations of life and help to reinforce and nurture our capacity to live for the good of the whole. Um, there's so much here. Shelley, tell me about your experience. How, oh, like, like, how did this come through? Where, where is this in, inside of you? And give me the inception of, of what's really being born here in the codes. Wow. So, um, it's hard to kind of, uh, be concise about this, but I'll try. You know, um, for many, many, many years, I've been asking the question, um, what is creating the uh, dysfunction and um, and suffering in the world? And where, you know, what what, is, what are the causes and um, of our collective dysfunction and the damage that we're causing to the system? And what can we really do uh, to transform our trajectory? And um, one of the key questions as the, as the crises escalate and as our awareness escalates around the crises, I've been asking, how do we organize as citizens um, to bring about the thriving future that we all uh, share, that we all want? Um, so the question is really, what do we as citizens need to know? And... Um, in order to be able to take up our roles as stewards of the planet. It's clear that our current uh, systems are dysfunctional, that the leaders and the systems that produces the leaders are working against life. And so we're also seeing on the planet that at the moment, the real potency, the real transformative uh, force are citizens themselves. And 
for years our current system has created dependence, it's created ignorance, and we've colluded with it in this consumerist dependent culture, uh, imagining that there is one person who we're going to choose as leader that will be able to really resolve everything within our current systems that created the very problems that we're seeing now. So this question has preoccupied me for many years, and I think you know some of the projects I've been working on. And with the uh, acceleration of everything that's been going on, I also saw a unique opportunity for uh, a, for supporting citizens in self-organizing. There are so many organizations around the world, citizen-led organizations that are doing incredible work, and the answers lie there. What we're missing is some kind of coherent understanding of the challenges we face, a clear vision for the future, a clear strategy, and a, and a shared narrative and language for being able to talk about it, and an organizational infrastructure for being able to find each other and organize uh, as an, a coherent, effective, unified system, which we, uh, which we can be when we shift from this consciousness of separateness and the systems that really isolate us from each other and that are invested in fragmentation. Mm. Okay, there's a lot there. And it's really going to be my joy to help unpack this because mm -hmm. what you're bringing in is, um, is so wise. And, and as we begin to unpack it, our listeners are really going to feel the wisdom that comes from our, our natural, our true state of being of, of nature's codes here. And so um, let's, let's begin here when you talk about creating a coherent understanding and the self-organization is what is genius about what you're bringing forward, the ability to take this coherent understanding and self-organize. So there, there are many declarations, charters, manifestos, creeds that offer a wealth of wisdom. They offer global goals and principles and policies and solutions. So you're right, there, there's a lot that already exists. And this wisdom and these solutions like you mentioned, if implemented, we could ensure health and vitality of the planet and all its inhabitants. So for me, I see the codes for a healthy earth as a beautiful and concise aggregate of these other declarations, charters, manifestos. There's so many, you know, there's some out there for peace. There's some out there for um our relationship with Mother Earth, there's some out there for the plants, there's some out there for the animal. There's there's so much out there already, but the codes for a healthy earth are a beautiful and concise aggregate. So how might we use these codes to inform the way we move forward? What, in your opinion, how do you see these codes as an aggregate? And maybe we could start with your explanation, Shelley, that I think was brilliant. I asked you why you used the term codes. And when you answered me, there was wisdom in the understanding of the internal code and the external code. So maybe we could start there and then move into how might these codes really inform us moving forward. So the word codes came, um, what I saw in it was that codes have a couple of different meanings. And one of them is, you know, like a DNA code, that internal programming 
that uh, is our natural programming. It's the codes that we come to life with. The second is the um, social codes of conduct. And the third is laws. And the fourth is a kind of a code as a mystery, um, a secret. So when I think of all of these, and they're probably more together, um, I, re I sense that the word code really allows us to investigate the alignment of those uh, different aspects of the internal codes, the natural codes that uh, nature programmed us to evolve into the codes, the social conduct, and the laws. And when these come into integrity, I believe that we can really contribute to our own well-being and wholeness. At the moment, there's a real discrepancy between our social codes, our laws, and nature's codes. So it's about bringing these together in a way. Mm. That's brilliant. And that's what I see happening. So that the the codes come in and create that integrity of the internal and external expression of really it's that expression of our internal codes of how we want to create life aligned with that. So then there are principles that you outline in the codes. And really this becomes a comprehensive framework that has the potential to really inspire dynamic aggressive and effective self-organizing action and whole systems transformation in my opinion that's what i that's what i see it's why i get so excited i, th I think you can probably feel my excitement <laughs> bubbling up because this is really does give us this um to me like a roadmap for healing it's a, a prescription for not only personal and cultural healing but planetary healing so how do we move from here forward what might how might the codes now and and what we're presenting here today really help with that vision of moving forward so before um before i get there i just maybe one way of explaining it is that um, you know the codes have really been a collaborative process and um, the codes are all about interdependence and collaboration and really understanding our, our complementarity with all that is. So even in the development of the codes, you know, this, this, the initiative um, came from myself and my partner, Jan Golding, but the whole process has been a deeply collaborative one. We mm. brought uh, a document to, um, to diverse leaders, field leaders across continents and uh, to seek resonance, to see, uh, to, to sense into the usefulness of the codes as a foundational document uh, uh, according to which we can align our efforts. And each different, um, we got some extraordinary resonance, you know, beautiful support saying, yes, we've been waiting for this and this has the capacity to support us in orienting together towards something different and something that is coherent and useful and life enhancing. And yet each of these different uh, um, individuals who, who got involved in the codes were able to show us what we were missing and to offer very specific prisms, words or uh, feedback that enabled the codes to become all they are today. So um, I want to honor all of those people that have been a, an incredible part of the codes and to um, to suggest that this, this, 
the codes for a healthy earth, earth represent the very process that we need in moving forward of that deep collaborative intention for serving the good of the whole. And the codes as they stand now are um, offer a couple of um, different aspects. One of them is to recognize that um, our current systems are um, working against life and only by putting the healthy evolution of all of life at, as the central focus and purpose of our governance systems and of our stewardship roles can we really transform uh, and heal. So the, the first and most important piece of the codes is to, um, to somehow come to an aligned agreement that the only purpose the only legitimate purpose, I would say, of governance is to protect and cultivate the health and the vitality of the planet and all its inhabitants for generations to come. So that in itself, that you know, seemingly obvious common sense understanding that the only way and only purpose of our life and of our governance is to support the healthy continuation and evolution of life um, is radical in putting it in, you know, it's radical to put it as our shared understanding of governance, and yet it is common sense. Yeah, let me pause there first, Shelley, because I think this is really important and radical. So <clears throat> I want to bring this in really consciously for our minds to hear what you just spoke and to really relish in this idea. It feels like one of those evolutionary statements that can wake us wake us to a new aha like a new way of seeing and experiencing our world so you said and i'm just going to repeat we affirm this comes right from the codes that the only legitimate purpose of governance is to protect and cultivate the health and vitality of the planet and all its inhabitants for generations to come. That is radical. It might be earth shattering for some, and it might be like a breath of fresh air for other ears that are listening right now. S speak more about that, Shelley, because you have done an immense amount of potent work around governance and how we really need to organize around the health and vitality of the planet. What does it mean to say that our only legitimate purpose of governance is to protect and cultivate the health and vitality of the planet and all its inhabitants for generations to come? So in some ways, this is ancient wisdom. Um, it's well-known understanding that many of the Native Americans uh, worked with this principle in the way that they governed themselves, working with every decision, taking into account the impact on the next seven generations. That uh, taking into consideration the next seven generations is a way of getting out of our more solipsistic um, way of thinking about ourselves and our hierarchical relationship with the world, with each other and with the world, to really a, a consciousness of consequences and a consciousness that is invested in life itself. So our current systems have clearly uh, disconnected power from life 
and they are the consequences are the critical damage to the environment, to the planet, to human health, to the extinction of species, and to um, conditions that create immense suffering and disease. Um, this is a result of systems that have disconnected from those fundamental principles of life and used power against, uh, against life for personal benefit and for the benefit of a few. We know this, but what is the alternative? The alternative is to realign with these fundamental principles of life and make it simple. So if, if we think about just how many laws we have, we basically don't need so many laws to create order in society. What we need instead is the cultural conditions where we recognize our interdependence with all of life and that create the conditions where we learn how to nourish ourselves and nourish life and bring the language of health and vitality back into our um, public discourse and into our personal discourse and to reclaim the understanding of health from the insurance and medical uh, companies to really understand health as our most precious resource and uh, our birthright and to understand what health means. And I'll just take it one step further because uh, in the codes, you know, part of it is this understanding that um, if we reorient the primary tasks of governance, not the purpose, but the task in serving the purpose to ensuring that all animals and all humans have access to having their basic core, uh, core needs met, and what are the core needs? You know, we all need pure water, clean air, healthy soil, vitalizing nourishment, comfortable shelter, physical and emotional safety, and the conditions that uh, enable each of us to thrive and serve the good of the whole. These are basic needs, they're core needs. And when we put those core needs at the center of our attention and create conversations, global conversations about how to go back to basics uh, in terms of organizing ourselves, organizing, managing our resources, managing our energy in ways that align with these core needs, you will see that all of the different sectors will naturally realign with this. But first we have to uh, almost um, dissolve the noise and of the conditioning that has made us addicted to fabricated needs and pursue all sorts of um, ways of fulfilling uh, these fabricated needs with more luxury, more busyness, more um, noise, and go back to the basics, we'll see that actually uh, there's such abundance, there's more abundance for everybody to have more than their needs fulfilled when we're talking about real needs. So I think that that you know, when we put whole system health at the center, we really have to go back to these foundations of health and understanding the interdependence of human health and planetary health. And having these conversations around health and putting whole system health at the center really creates a different focus of attention and creativity where our solutions can much more easily be accessible, visible, and um, and uh, we can organize with them in much more effective ways.
That is brilliant, Shelley. And when I listen to you explaining it in that way, that quite, quite frankly, we're creating the conditions for not only our personal health, but cultural and, and planetary health as we reorient ourselves to these basic core needs. And no one can really argue that we need pure water guaranteed, clean air, healthy soil, vitalizing food. Like as you spoke, those needs, those core needs um, into this conversation, it's very easy to just go, well, yeah, like how simple would that be to reorganize ourselves around those core needs? So to me, this is what's exciting about bringing the codes for healthy earth forward is what you've done with literally dozens of others around the planet in many different countries and on every continent. And I want to give you um, an opportunity to speak more to that after our break and, and later in the show, but literally with this comprehensive collaborative voice coming forward to say you know what the only I, again i love the idea that the the only purpose of governance is to protect our health and vitality and we can all agree that humans and animals need to meet these corneas it's it's brilliant okay now i'm rambling and going on i'm so excited about this i don't even i don't even know how to to go on from here, Shelly, because there's so much more I'm like jumping inside to, to bring forward. But <laughs> thank you for that. Before we go to break, I'm going to take a moment to just read a few more words from this declaration that's within the codes. And um, I, again, just muse into this. We, citizens of Earth, unite in love and concern for our planetary home and all its inhabitants. We come together as one humanity across national, cultural, and ideological boundaries to restore the well-being of all life on Earth. We recognize that our personal, collective, and planetary health are all interconnected and interdependent. For humanity to thrive, the entire planetary ecosystem must thrive. We affirm that the only legitimate purpose of governance is to protect and cultivate the health and vitality of the planet and all its inhabitants for generations to come. I'm Dr. Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. When we return, we will explore more with Dr. Shelley Ostroff and the codes for a healthy earth. We'll be right back. Today might be the day I drop out of school. Today could be the last day I try. My parents alone can't stop me. My friends can't even stop me. But you might be able to. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. 
If someone had helped me earlier, I might not be struggling. And studies prove that kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. And United Way is calling for you to be one of them. Because it takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between me becoming one or the other could be you. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent. Brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around. Or, Because I said so. Or, Don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean. But I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the moon made of? For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Find a relaxed position to let go of the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary to the public library. Deep breaths. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you are inspired by this conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. And wow, watch for more information on the codes for Healthy Earth in the weeks to come. The codes not only inspire and cultivate peace with all life, they have a unique potential to contribute significantly to our collective pathway forward. May they support the growing global movement of citizens united in serving a thriving world for all. And we're going to talk in just a moment about how you can get involved, what you can do, where you can find more information. And Shelly, welcome back to the second half. I just want to open this half with number one, thank you. That is, There's so much here 
that it's beautiful. And I want to just kind of bring this back into the simplicity again, in that we're talking about what we now know, this completely interdependent, interconnected world that we live in, that it's time to create the conditions for our health to come forward, the planetary health. And what you've accumulated here over many conversations, many hours, much meditation, much collaboration is what I see as this, the codes are like codes, healthy DNA for our one planetary body. It's like the healthy, purest, essential form to be replicated for us to be the one healthy planetary body that we are. Um, do you want to speak more to that as, as far as that essence of when we align with that purest form, everything can be replicated in a healthier, higher order? Yeah, um, sure. I think uh, one of the things that we're suffering most from today is noise. Mm. Um Noise, toxicity in the body, toxicity in the air, in the food, in our thoughts, um, in almost every way, there's a toxicity and depletion of that natural alignment with life. You know, living in nature, uh, eating the fruits of nature. Um, and again, I'm not trying to say that we all have to go back to, you know, living um, in huts. What I am saying is that when we really align with those uh, foundational um, forms of life, supporting life, with a cycle of food, the water cycle, the air cycle, when we understand these, when we understand the consequences of our actions um, on each of these, and then the consequences back on us. So for instance, when we impact the air, when we uh, destroy the forests, this is not a local event, this is a global event. Um, to attack the forests in the Amazon, to attack the air anywhere, is, um, is an attack on our collective body. So bringing the language of life and health back means that we have to really understand how the whole system works together as a coherent whole, like any individual body. It's absurd that any part of the body belong or, or function autonomously. Uh, all parts are interconnected and serve their unique functions. And this is the case with all species. It's the case with all aspects of nature. They serve part of our collective system. And when we relearn this and relearn that, you know, what do we need for clean air? We start to see the interconnectedness of everything. For clean air, we need the trees and the trees need the rain and the rain needs healthy and, and it all needs healthy soil. And, so we start to really recognize that each part of the whole is dependent on all other parts being intact. And when we learn this, we reorient to how we uh, engage with these different elements. We, we relearn to dialogue with them and commune with them in ways that uh, are probably much more instinctual. And so in this process of disconnecting from nature, we have idealized a little bit the rational mind. Um, and ignored our embodied wisdom. Uh, we've, ignored, we've demonized or, or um, diminished the importance of, inst importance of instincts uh, and intuition. And 
uh, in the way that we socialize ourselves, we've actually contaminated our ability to uh, resonate with the frequency of nature. So it's like lifting the noise off the biosphere. Imagine if we took the noise out and just got back to basics. What does it mean to live without advertising that is agendered, you know, that is agendered information? We talk about fake news and fake information, but basically it's part of how we, le how we learn to socialize ourselves from, you know, from a very young age. There is no truth. There is no, not truth in the sense of fact, but truth in the sense of information that nourishes. Mm. Um, so, you know, when I look at the guiding principles that have come together here, um, many of them just are, are real uh, common sense disinvest from anything that goes in against life. Invest only in that which cultivates life. Uh, take into account the impact, the consequences um, on the health of the whole of all decisions. Um, honor and heed the voices of marginalized groups in leading the way forward. We tend to um, kind of say, that, that which is small is not necessarily useful. So if it's marginalized, if it's minority, then it is not given the same importance as that which is the majority. All of these strange concepts that we've developed do not recognize the complementarity of all parts of the whole and the essential natures, big or small, whatever color. They all work together and are precisely uh, defined by nature in order to serve nature. So here it's it's almost like um, being able to relearn our whole relationship with ourself and life. And all of this exists in the system already. There are extraordinary um, uh, groups and communities that are focusing on water solutions. There are those that are focusing on, on shifting consciousness. There are those that are focusing on regenerative agricultural solutions. There are those that are functioning, you know, focusing on a new economy. And when we bring all of these together, we have the solutions. The question is how we actually understand our interdependencies and how we can most use our resources efficiently. Because nature works very, very efficiently with, um, with energy. Nature is all about the efficient use of energy. And the way in which we use energy, as you can see, is, you know, as we can see from, from the damage we're doing to the planet, is to, uh, is to deplete it, waste it um, we, with, all, with contempt for energy. So we're basically um, contemptful of that which is life. Uh, I'm not sure if that answers the question, but it's really about going back to that simplicity that exists in the system beyond the noise and the idea that uh, it is uncompromising. You know, it, the, the, uh, the idea of personal benefit at the expense of the whole, which has become so commonplace, is actually a violation of both the self and the whole, and yet it is, is our primary conditioning that we learn to kind of expect and, uh, and prioritize the benefit of the individual and legitimize it at the expense of animals, at the expense of other species, and at the expense of other human beings, and certainly of future generations. Mm. 
and at the expense of clean water and healthy soil. And I'm like, yes, I'm just, I'm sitting here and I know my producer Remy's in the studio also going, yes, yes, yes. This is so important that we hear this message and you are communicating it in a brilliant, simple way that helps us grasp this because so many of us have felt overwhelmed. This challenge feels so big. Like, what do I do? There's nothing I can do. And yet we're also being told to be the change. And it's like, well, what, what little things really make a difference? Cause people are like, you know, eh, no little thing is really going to make a difference. So let's get to that. How to you in the codes, Oh, they're oh, they're amazing. Okay, so Shelly, in the codes, there's this beautiful preamble that I I read to open the show, um, the declaration, which we've been talking about the 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 potency of those words that are coming together. And you mentioned many of those guiding principles that totally, when we come into alignment around these guiding principles, it it gives us that roadmap. So we have many listeners who are sacred activists on the planet right now. They're a part of different organizations. They're aware of what's going on. There are other listeners who might be in a place to say, I want to get more involved. What can I do? So for those field leaders on the planet that are already tuned in and for um, those that might be so inspired by this conversation today. Where do we go for he- from here? How can we use this moment to really make that significant change and create these conditions that we're talking about? How do we use the codes? Mm. So first of all, the codes will be uh, officially launched um, on the 21st of September on International Peace Day. And uh, there's a website that uh, we will be uh, publishing um, called codes.earth. It will be available before uh, the 21st of September. Um, but on the 21st of September, it will already have a lot more information. Within a few days, you'll be able to read the codes there. Um, so the first thing is to become aware of the codes because it's very difficult to convey uh, to convey them without actually seeing them as a set of principles that stand together. And so the conversation may sound a little bit confusing, you know, how does this really help when you don't see them all listed together and how all parts interconnect and how this really relates to all sectors um, and uh, how they can provide an organizing principle for citizens to work together. So the next thing I think is to um, consider the codes as a trigger for uh, conversations across the world as to, you know, it's coming not with the answers, but it's coming with almost a map to find the answers. It's to activate the real conversations about what does it, what is the purpose of governments? What, uh, you know, what are the key issues of economy and law that need to be addressed in order for us to transform the system in a way that is within that is in integrity with life? So, it, it, these guiding principles that address most sectors um, work together as a whole, and people 
can get engaged in a variety of ways with the codes. Already people have come on board to support the translation, to support the sharing of the codes, to support learning environments where uh, people can learn about them and, um, and co-create with them. So the codes belong to anyone and everyone. They belong to anybody who sees them as a useful compass. And we encourage, um, you know, people to um, to explore how they how the codes can serve them in their unique areas of and spheres of influence and sacred activism or uh, whatever, or in, even in their, you know, in their personal life, in their uh, family life and in their organizational life. Um, some people, you know, some organizations may adopt it as, an, as a constitution. Uh, political activists, I think, can really lobby for leaders to adopt the codes as a set, as a platform, a preset platform, saying, I will vote for you if you take these codes into public office, because this is the only coherent platform that I believe that, you know, that we believe can really um, protect and nurture ourselves and our children. So um, there are many, many different ways. And what we're discovering, my, uh, Jan and myself, in this process um, is that as we share the codes more with people, um, they come to us with creative ideas we didn't even imagine. Um, like yourself, Julie, you know, you heard the codes and you said, this is what I want to do. I want to bring them out into the world through your expertise, which is media. And others are doing it in other ways. And we you know, this is really just the beginning. So we're curious um, as to how the codes want to be expressed in the world. And we feel ourselves as stewards of the codes and in service of them without, uh, without any limiting agenda, but really nurturing them in how they want to be received and how they can be best used by the field. Mm. You know, I'm imagining um, in the beginning of any organization coming together. There's the organizing principles that come together and the people with the shared interests, shared passion, shared mission. And they they create something brand new. And um, whether that be a small little organization doing legal documents or the founding of a brand new country. And when I listen to you, I hear that chuckle. I just totally feel this embodied energy around the codes that give us hope for a future. Because like I was mentioning, when, when I think about the DNA, the healthy DNA for our one planetary body, like you mentioned, these are codes that we can take into our families to organize around, let's just let's just even bring it down smaller, into a personal relationship. Whether you have a, a partner and a personal relationship and you bring these codes in and you say, yes, we both agree on this, there will be value and benefit from that. And then I can see this replicating in individuals and organizations and corporations and boardrooms everywhere. And like you mentioned, laws, government, it is so global. So, ah, Shelly, mm -hmm. I, I get so excited mm -hmm. because literally there is this 
piece of your selflessness, you and Jan coming forward and gifting us this gift that encourages the self-organizing, that encourages, um, yes, there's the self-organizing, and that's what we've had on the planet for the last couple of decades. We have a lot of self-organizing going on and a lot of beautiful initiatives and amazing things. This create creates a coherence and a relevance for all of our self-organizing pieces. It's like mm-hmm. if you feel that you're a heart cell on the planet or your a liver cell on the planet or your job, your mission, your vision of your work in relationship to the whole, you have that specificity and then bring this into the conversation and it shifts everything and mm-hmm. brings things together with this, not, not even just synergy, but life and vitality and a brand new weaving of the wisdoms it's it really does bring it together i should just be quiet and let you respond to that shelly because i think it's so big and yet um what i hear you doing is just gifting this roadmap this treasure map this healing prescription forward and really selflessly saying let's see how we can play with this Hmm. Thank you, Julie. That's beautiful. Um, yes, we are. I mean, we are gifting it. Um, it's a gift that came through us and we're fortunate to be in that position. We also will be um, really working hard to support the codes in whatever ways we can, creating infrastructures and learning environments um, in a way that and, and also even a, an infrastructure for a, an online community that organizes around the codes to bring resources, our collective resources together with a shared focus. Um, so we will be working hard to do our piece in it and um, really uh, at the same time as inviting people to co-create with us, there's also room to take it in whichever healing direction um, you know, they, they decide to, to do. So we see this, this collective community uh, evolving around the codes. And as we um, share our um, resources and have these creative discussions and start to, you know, to have these conversations around each of the different guiding principles and bring our creativity and focus around it, we imagine that there are many, many ad- initiatives that will be, will sprout across the globe and hopefully uh, this online community will be able to enable uh, these different initiatives to see each other and organize together. Mm. Beautiful. So let me just pause and and really presence that for those listening, because it's an important piece of this that, um, yes, you're gifting this forward and your expertise, your wisdom, your gifts will be held in a space that can support others in their work. You're going to hold that platform, online platform where where it's making one another visible, they can find resources, they can find literally one of your brilliance is in 
creating that infrastructure, that using the designing intelligence and bringing it into form for those. And so I, I know you're working on all kinds of other support materials where one says, hey, I want to organize around this Codes for Healthy Earth, and then they can go to codes.earth, and there will be other supporting resources, documents, suggestions, connections, other people, you will be able to, to see it made visible. Yeah. One of the things I often say is that in order to heal the whole, we have to be able to see the whole. And we have to have a shared language about how to make meaning of what we see. Mm. And so um, the codes in some ways offers a conceptual framework um, as well as a, um, I would say, a cultural framework, you know, and working with the new narrative that is emerging and enriching it and being enriched by it. There's, um, there's also the very tangible aspect um, of uh, the infrastructures that we're creating. So the very pragmatic uh, uh, infrastructures. And this is together with many leaders who are coming on board who are holding different pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. And... You know, it's really aligning around purpose and, uh, you know, the shared purpose of healing the whole and the shared vision of what that will look like. And the vision of what that will look like is where where, um, we all, uh, humans and animals alike, have access to having our basic, our core needs uh, met and really organizing in a completely different distributive uh, way where we're bringing our creativity and finding our unique role in service um, and in that mutually nourishing web of life. Oh, beautiful. Shelley, that's a beautiful place to to bring closure to here, to, to this part of the conversation. I'm looking forward to having you back on again mm-hmm. and really talking about the redistribution of resources, because this is another part of your wisdom that I stand in awe of every time I hear you talk about each of us having our needs met and what that really can look like. So, Shelley, thank you so much for joining me and bringing this forward today here. Well, thank you so much, Julian. Thank you for being one of those pioneering leaders that have just recognized their potential and are, you know, joining so lovingly and creatively in this uh, very mysterious process mm. um, and hopeful one in a way. Very hopeful and <laughs> much more hopeful now after after really holding these codes in my hand. And yes, thank you. And I want to leave you listeners with just a a brief recap here because it's really important. I'm going to invite you again to go to codes.earth. The Codes for a Healthy Earth is offered as a foundational whole systems healing framework that is open to ongoing evolution and refinement. The codes were initiated by Together in Creation and is being developed with a growing global network of partners. The creation of the document has been a collaborative and and consultative process with leaders from diverse sectors in over 30 countries and on all continents. The framework can be freely adopted by any group or movement as a collective compass for coordinated citizen-led action toward the healing and regeneration of the planet and all its inhabitants. Like Shelley mentioned, Codes for a Healthy Earth launched globally 
will launch globally on International Day of Peace, September 21st, 2019. And the codes are founded on the premise that as long as there is oppression anywhere within the community of life, true peace cannot exist. To achieve genuine and lasting peace, it is essential that we cultivate peace with all of life. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.